welcome to episode number one of Writing on the Fly, the podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Underwood, and today we're going to be talking about setting your publishing calendar for the year. So some of you might be thinking, um, hello, it's January 20th. Why weren't you telling us how to do this like last week of December or even the first week of January? And because I didn't start this podcast until last week, <laughs> um, However, that just because it's January 20th does not mean that you still can't set up your calendar. I personally kind of take the whole month of January to kind of set up what I want to do for the year. And everything's kind of flexible because, you know, life gets in the way. So you have to have that like margin and white space. Um, I do, before I get into the nitty gritty of how you're going to set up your publishing calendar and giving you my own personal tips and tricks for how I set my publishing calendar. I first wanted to apologize because um, I did say that this podcast will be releasing episodes every Monday and I also really haven't talked about it that much so if you're listening to this awesome thank you but last week I put out the intro episode and that day I went home so on monday i released the intro episode i think i posted about it once on instagram i released the intro episode you know i went to my day job went about my day and then that day after work i took a covid test and it was positive so i have been basically hunkering down in my house quarantining and getting better thankfully my symptoms were very mild um but that is why this podcast episode is late so we're going to forgive me for this one and just roll with it because the whole reason this is called writing on the flies because my whole author journey is me learning as I go and kind of flying by the seat of my pants and winging it. And that's kind of how this podcast is. Sometimes I'm winging it and, you know, best laid plans are doomed to fail or whatever that saying is. And I had the best laid plans for recording this episode and life got in the way. So we're just going to roll with it. And I apologize. From now on, hopefully, fingers crossed, the episodes will be released on Monday. However, this one's going to be released on a Thursday. And you know what? That's okay. We're not all perfect. And if you expected me to be perfect, I'm very sorry. You have the wrong podcast. Please move on with your search. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about planning your publishing calendar. So first things first, here publishing calendars. Like I kind of said a little bit ago, leave wiggle room. Life is going to get in the way. Uh, last year, I published my first fiction book, a hunt, The Hunt for Christmas, not A Hunt for Christmas, The Hunt for Christmas. And it was a Christmas book. I got the idea for it like Christmas-ish season 2020. And then I was like, oh, I'll write that at some point. And then it ended up being the one book I was able to publish last year. I did want to publish two books last year. Um, one was going to be a devotional. One was going to be my fiction book. It was not going to be the hunt for Christmas though. Or maybe it was. No, because I was started, it was going to be the hunt for Christmas. I had the idea. I was going to put it on the back burner and then decided I was just coming, like the character started coming into mind and it was just kind of flowing its way out. And so I was like, okay, I'll do the devotional and I'll do this. And then as I was writing the devotional, it just wasn't clicking. It wasn't working. I just, I was like, I was going through some stuff and I was just like, you know, I am not in the right space, space. I'm not in the right space headspace to write this type of a devotional right now I need to wait till I get to the other side which was very hard for me to decide because when I decided to write this the devotional I was going to write I was going to write it from the perspective of somebody who was going through this big life-changing thing 
as it was happening. A lot of people who write books or devotionals about big life-changing things write about it after the fact. So like they're replaying their emotions, they're re-going through things. And I just, our memories are great. I mean, I personally have a very good memory and I know that, you know, things can trigger emotions and feelings and all these things. And when you write nonfiction or devotionals or about yourself, it can be really hard to go back to those places. Like when I was writing Chasing Normal, I had some days where like I would be writing and crying because like just remembering those feelings and those emotions and just how I felt and the things that happened and things that were said to me, I was just like, dang, it's really hard to do this. It hurts. However, when I started writing the devo- so that's why I wanted to write the devotional though as it was happening. Cause I was like, you know, I want the raw emotions. I don't want the memory of raw emotions. I want I want to I want to feel like I can really just meet my reader right exactly where they're at as they're going through it. Because a lot of times, like I said, when you read these books, it's after the fact. So like you're reading this and you're just like, okay, but you got through it. But how did like it's like the writer is like, oh yeah, as I was going through this time, I felt all these things, but it was like, how do you wake up every day and get through that thing every single day? And so I kind of wanted to write it from that perspective, but as I was writing it, it just, I felt like I was just writing the same three things and it just was not clicking. It was not working right. And so I scrapped it and I was just like, you know, I probably need to wait till I'm to the other side or just in a different space. There was just a lot of things happening last year and it was very chaotic and I was literally taking every day one at a time. I could not make plans for the future because I was just like, I can't even think about what's going to happen tomorrow because I need to get through today. And when it came to writing this devotional, it just, it wasn't working. And so I just felt in my heart and I, after some prayer, I was just like, okay, go scrap it. So I scrapped it. And then I put all my attention on my fiction book, which is The Hunt for Christmas. And so, you know, you you would think that, you know, taking a whole book off my publishing calendar last year that I would be like able to hit all my goals and do all the things and get this book done. I originally planned for The Hunt for Christmas to be published in September. And let me tell you, friends, that book came out December 3rd. So what happened with the three month change? Well, life got in the way. You know, I had a baby, which when I planned my published date, I had that part in mind. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a baby, gotta, you know, work through all this other stuff, you know, gotta get adjusted and used to it. And um, fun fact, friends, going from one baby to two, completely different than going from zero to one. (laughs) I feel like my oldest was just like going into motherhood, just felt like a, I don't wanna say like an easy transition because it's not easy. But it wasn't as jarring of a transition for me as going from one to two was. And I don't know what the what it was. So, but when my baby was three months old, he needed heart surgery. And then there was that. And then, and you know, you would think like, oh, like I even thought this. Oh, I'm in the hospital. He's sleeping. I can write. No, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, I was able to write some stuff. I did get some character descriptions figured out. I wrote some character profiles for Avery and Hunter, but I could not really get deep into a story. I could not write scenes. And I think with the heart surgery, we were in the hospital for two weeks, maybe two and a half. But right before his heart surgery, we were also in the hospital like a couple days before that. Like we were in the hospital, he got diagnosed and he had like a 50% chance of needing surgery. We went home for two days and then we were back in the hospital and it was decided he needed the surgery and like they made it happen. It was like an emergency heart surgery and it happened within like four days of us going back to the hospital. 
So all that was happening. And then <laughs> we get home from the hospital and there's all this stuff you have to do for post-op. And then there's more doctor's visits and there's follow-up visits and there's all this other stuff that comes with all of that. Plus, you know, you're taking care of a newborn. Plus you have your older son. Plus life just got in the way. So I was hitting, I think like July and you know, my book wasn't even done and my editor needed it. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm just gonna push it back. Started a new job, <laughs> had to adjust to that. And then, you know, I was in the job for a month and the baby just kept getting sick. He kept getting sick. He kept getting hospitalized. It was complete madness. Just like every time I thought I was like, okay, okay, we're good. He would get sick again or he would cough again. And so I was forced to put everything on the back burner, which was, which is fine. You, if you're listening to this, please do not hear me as complaining. Uh, the health of my baby will always come before my writing become before everything else. I tell you guys this because in my experience of setting a publishing calendar, you gotta leave room for life. Like there are authors out there and I applaud these authors. I just cannot be this author. But there are authors out there that will publish five to 10 books a year. I'm friends with one of them. She does like, I think she did four or five last year alone. And my brain, like just getting the hunt for Christmas out last year, felt like I was climbing Mount Everest. And when I say it was published on December 3rd, it was published on December 3rd by the skin of my teeth. I think I was 30 minutes to my deadline to turn in the manuscript to Amazon for it to get um, finalized and whatever their system is to get it ready to be published to go out on the amazon.com. So skin of my teeth. I spent Thanksgiving week like that um, Thanksgiving the day after and that weekend. I spent that whole weekend writing and editing. My editor was editing as I wrote. We were working in tandem to each other. It was complete chaos. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea how we're going to do this. I stayed up late. I woke up early. I didn't like, I, um, I don't even know how we survived that week, <laughs> but we did it. And the book came out, came out by the skin of my teeth though, because I had to keep pushing back the publish date. And when you set up pre-orders and you set up books in Amazon, they don't let you push it back after three months. They're like, mm -mm, no, you can't move the date. It's this or nothing. Or we cancel your book. And I mean, Pushing it back once already got me in trouble with Amazon and I can't do pre-sales anymore. So I was like, well, if they have to cancel my book, do I get to publish it all? <laughs> like, and, but of course, like on top of all of that, I want to write this book. I want to get this book out, but what, 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 what do I do? You know, like, how do I get through that? So I am telling you now, my friends, <laughs> this is me giving like, this is like the biggest tip I have guys leave room for life. Don't schedule your publishing calendar so tightly that if someone sneezes and you get sick, everything has to go out the window because life is going to happen. I haven't written in the past 10 days because COVID and I've been wanting to sleep. I When I planned my publishing calendar and I set my word counts and everything, did not, did not plan to have COVID and need more naps during the day. So I'm looking at my notes right now and this is really funny because uh, give yourself room to breathe is like one of my points, but it's like further down. I'm like, mm, this is like number one. This is number one. Give yourself room to breathe. So I'm going to tell you all my other tips. <laughs> but as you follow these tips, if you follow them, keep in mind as you set your dates to give yourself some breathing room. 
even if it's just a week just give yourself some breathing room so tip number one get a yearly calendar so you can see the whole year laid out you can do monthly spreads with a wall calendar or you get like one of those like list calendars that just like january one two three four five six seven eight thirty one next line february you can even make this on a spreadsheet so do that get a yearly calendar you can do it on a spreadsheet you can write it on a piece of paper you could get like one of those big uh, poster boards you know that we used to do projects on in like high school and middle school or even elementary school if you're school did projects i work at an elementary school now and i swear the kids do projects way above and beyond anything i ever did in fifth grade or fourth grade and they have poster boards and uh, it's very extravagant and very like um <laughs> just extra which is awesome because I think projects should have that kind of care I'm going on a tangent I'm sorry I'm gonna stop now okay yearly calendar you could so you could even get a big poster board and you know write it yourself uh January February March April May and all the dates this is so you can see everything in one big pretty picture and then fill out dates you already know so if you know your kid has a school trip coming up in May write it in there if you know that, you know, one of your kids has sports games every Saturday until from here till May, you get one month off in June and then from July through December, write those games in there. Even if you don't know where they're going to be or what time, write game day. Birthdays, anniversaries. Um, the reason why I say to mark birthdays down is because like if you have kids like me, <laughs> birthdays mean birthday parties. So you need to know when the birthday is because like for me, we like to always do um, something like it's like a family thing, obviously, on their birthday, or it's like family dinner. They get special like treats. I try to get balloons because I'm a little extra. <laughs> I love celebrating. Um, but then you know, like there's a birthday party that will come after it, so you need to kind of see. Oh, if birthdays here, there's probably a birthday party around here, especially if like if nieces, nephews, you know, just everything. Schools, school start dates, school breaks, school everything, party days, special events. Anything you already know, put it in the calendars. Put it there so you can see it, boom, right in front of you. Then, and the reason why I say fill out the dates you already know first is because now you'll see what is free and available. Do you really think you can write 5,000 words on a day where you have back-to-back -back football games? Do you think that you can find an hour to write at the end of the day if you have, you know, work and then football practice, homework time, and then, you know, put your kids to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> and this is just my experience. Like, I'm over here like, oh, I'll write at like 8 o'clock at night. And I look at the calendar. I'm like, that's the day I don't get home till 8.30. Can't do that. So fill out what you already know so you can see what's available, open and free. Next, now you get to pick your dates. When do you want to publish books? So for 2022, I know I want to publish two books. So I picked a date in the middle of the the middle-ish of the year. I picked May. Um, I personally, my, May is my favorite month. Um, it may or may not have something to do with the fact that it's my birthday month, but I don't think so because I, I just always love May. Like, it's just so pretty. There's flowers, the weather. I live in Vegas, so it's like, you know, 100 degrees starting in April. But in May, I mean, we hit 100 a couple times, but it's not overwhelming. It's not too hot. You still feel like you can hang out outside, maybe even eat outside, have a picnic. May is just my favorite month. So I picked May because so, it's my favorite month. And I picked May. <laughs> so I picked May because it's the middle-ish of the year. 
my favorite month. And um, with my track record right now, uh, the first book I ever published was also published in May. So I think if I were to ever have a tradition, I'd probably want to publish a book a year, at least always in May. Obviously, it did not happen last year, but... Actually, I think my devotional... No, my devotional was scheduled for March, which was really stupid because that's when my baby was due. Anyway, sorry, that got a little tight. I was like thinking things through. So pick your dates. So I picked one in May. And then I want to publish one October. I originally picked November, but then I was thinking about some stuff that was coming up and I was looking at when my draft was going to be due and when I could get it back from my editor by probably... And I was like, mm, I could probably push this up to October. And then there's a couple things happening in October and November, like as an author, like events and stuff that I want to try to go to. That would be opportunities for me to sell my book. And I was just like, you know, having a, a new release right before these might play off better than if I were to publish one in November. So I pushed it up to October. And so those are the, that's when I want to publish books this year. I want to publish in May and October. And also publishing towards the end of the year, like when I picked November, it was because it would it's a good time to start telling people like, hey, here's my new book. It can make a good Christmas gift. So I actually, the hunt for Christmas, I did an author signing at a local coffee shop out here. And somebody who was sitting in the coffee shop bought my book for herself. And then as she was reading the back, she was like, oh my gosh, I have to get this for my friend. Came and bought another copy from me to give to her friend for a Christmas gift. So just that one little thing, I was just like, oh, you know, having a book release at the, towards the end of the year, good Christmas gifts, hey Um, So that was my inspiration for picking November. And then once I was looking at like other things that were happening, like I said, there were some events and conferences I, I think I'm going to try to attend. That would be good opportunities to sell my book and just, you know, work on building up myself as an author. And so that's when I pushed it up to October. So this is where I said, give yourself room to breathe. The point of looking at all this in the yearly format is to allow breathing room, wiggle room, or what I like to call Murphy's Law room. <laughs> what is Murphy's Law? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So give your writing some Murphy room so if he rears his ugly little head, you aren't sweating to get the words out. Because <laughs> I just gave you all my examples before this point. Like that, like the whole story with my baby was exactly why <laughs> I... I you need to give yourself room to breathe because I got to the point where there was no room to breathe and it was do or die. And well, yes, we made it happen. And my editor, I'm like forever in her debt for her doing that for me because she moved mountains and I moved mountains to get it edited and done in like two days. <laughs> I don't want to ever go through that again. And I don't want to ask my editor to do that again because she's my friend and I want her to still like me. <laughs> So next, when you pick your publishing dates, that's when you also need to pick your draft dates. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to publish a book on May 7th and I'm going to move on with my life and I'm, it's just going to happen. <laughs> Wrongo. You need to know when the draft needs to be done so you can get it to the editor and the editor has time to edit. So they're not trying to edit a 70,000 word book in a week. And then you need to have time to get it back from the editor so that you can fix the book and do the edits. And then your editor's probably gonna want another proofread or at least to go through it to make sure they didn't miss anything. So there's a little back and forth there. You need like a month to do that. So if you're like, okay, I'm gonna publish a book May 7th. I probably need to get it into like the publishing platform like the week of, so maybe like May 3rd. 
okay, I'm going to get that draft done on May 1st. Like, no, it does not work that way. You need time to draft. You need time to edit and re-edit and just get all the parts together. So pick your draft dates now too. So if you want to publish a book in May, your draft should probably be done like February, maybe first week of March minimum, like maximum, like nothing further than that first like two or three days of March, I would even say. Because then you need to get it to your editor, give them two or three weeks, get it back to you, start that whole process. So you need to have time to do edits and do changes. And also like you need to have the drafts done and editing's done early because if you want to do um, advanced reader copies or ARC copies, you kind of got to get those to them before the book comes out or else you don't get the reviewers the day of. <laughs> if you want to do title releases on social media, cover releases, things that would help with pre-sales and marketing, all these are things you need to think about when you think I'm going to publish a book. So when you pick the publish date, you need to pick the draft dates. You need to pick like the edit dates. You need to pick uh, title release dates, cover release dates. You need to, you know, get your cover editor involved or if you're going to do it yourself, you got to start working on that. And having these dates on the calendar now helps when the time comes because then you could be like looking at your week and you're like, oh, I need to have... I wanted to do the title release on Friday. Okay, let me make some graphics. You have time to work it out and you're not like, oh, my book's going to get published in like two months. I should probably should probably do something like to announce it. You know, this way it's a bit more planned instead of by the seat of your pants. And since I've done this by the seat of your pants, I promise having a little bit of a plan is a lot better in the end. So having it on your like big yearly calendar that you're using when this is gonna be something you have to look at like so for me personally I use a paper planner so I have all my months laid out and then I, I have like before my months there's like this little section where it has it's a list of every month with all the days and the, like in columns so I put all my publishing dates and all my draft dates and when I want to put stuff on there and then I add, I've already gone through to my monthly pages and I've already transferred that information over so when I look at my year I'm like okay this draft needs to be done Here's when I need to do title releases. Here's when I need to do this. Here's when I need to do that. And it works because I see the dates ahead of time. So when I'm planning stuff for my week and what I need to do, I'm putting those tasks on my to-do list so that they're done in time for the deadline. And that's why we use calendars because it will remind you to get it done when the time comes. And that way in March when I want to do a title release, but I'm in the middle of like, you know, the world is crashing or something. I don't know if someone else is in the hospital or I'm sick or just, you know, crazy busy at work. I don't forget because it's already in the calendar. And now my next tip, set up your daily slash monthly word count goals. So actually knowing your draft needs to be done, you need to figure out how many words you need to write a day to meet your deadline because the book's not going to write itself. So you write these down and you plan your writing time, which if you are struggling with finding your writing time, I am talking about that all next week. So keep an eye out. But you don't just sit at the computer and write when you're like, oh, I have time. I'm going to go sit, the right, sit down at the computer to write because I promise you, you'll find six other things to do that are not writing. So you need to figure out what your monthly word count goals are and then you need to figure out your daily word count goals. So for me, I know with the book I'm currently working on, I need to write roughly 1,200 words, 1,250 words a day because I need to write, if it's a 50,000 word book, about 25,000 words a month because I want the draft done by the end of February. It's a little bit more than that since February is a short month, but 
So it's about 1,250 words a day. So when I go to my writing time, I know what I need to hit. And if I don't hit that in my writing time, I know I need to come back later in the day on a break or, you know, just keep trying to do better or, you know, that word count, whatever I don't finish on like Monday will roll into Tuesday, obviously. And, you know, if the week is crazy and I don't get more time to write, then I can go back on back in on Saturday. And so something to keep in mind when you set your daily monthly word count goals, mostly you're like, this is what you need to keep in mind when you set up your daily give yourself days off. (laughs) Do not sit there and say, I need to write 1250 words a day, every day, Monday through Sunday. Cause I mean, it's possible you'll get burnt out. So give yourself days off. I don't write on weekends. Occasionally on a Saturday, I'll go to my favorite French cafe and I'll get some croissants and a coffee and I'll write there. But that is 100% something I want to do. And not because I have to, and not because I have to get that 1,250 words out. So figure out your daily goals. What, but, and what the cool thing is, is like, if you can't, when you give yourself days off, if you don't meet your word count, like every day for a week, you always have the option of working on writing on those days off occasionally, not every week, but just, you know, like if life gets in the way that week, you know, if you get sick or get COVID or (laughs) I don't know. The grocery store didn't have the right chocolate, so you had to go to seven different stores to find whatever you needed, or you had to find a costume. Like, just life gets crazy, guys. Let's all just be real. So, we have our daily word counts and our monthly word count goals. And now, as I'm talking about this, you might be like, um, Ashley, what do you mean monthly word count goals? How do I even know how many words my book's going to be? I haven't even started writing it yet. Start with the baseline. Start with the baseline. Go with a guesstimate. Especially because if you're going to be hiring editors and stuff, like they're going to want a deposit based on your word count. But you're, of course, like the, the question is, well, I don't know what my word count's going to be. Well, how long do you think it's going to be is going to be the next question. And the answer cannot be, I don't know. There are general rules for word count based on your genre. So like if you're writing for, if you're writing young adult, start with 50,000. There is a whole writing organization called National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo where every month in November, you sit down to write a book and the goal is 50,000 words. A book can be 50,000 words. I have two books that are less than 50,000 words, so it can be done. But start with a general, a guesstimate. So, I mean, if you're, do- like I said, if you're doing young adults, start with 50,000 words. If you're writing fantasy, go with 85,000 words. Writing nonfiction, again, 50,000 words. Or you could go to 60,000. Whatever genre you want to write in, you can Google the average word count and go from there. I usually pick the lowest word count for the genre, and then when I get above it, I can feel accomplished and proud of myself. The Hunch for Christmas, my goal was 50,000 words, and by the time everything was all said and done, it was over 70,000. So, and that's, um, that's including, that's after editing. I think when I sent it to my editor, there was only, it was maybe 54, 55,000 words. And by the time I was done with editing, there was 70. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, you can get, like, it can get higher, but you still want to guesstimate to either, to set up your word count goals, but also so you can figure out how you're going to work through your payments with your editor and your deposits. Next, and my final tip, my friends, stick to your schedule. If you're anything like me, when things get crazy, I push back on, the, on anything that's just for me. So that means my writing time gets kicked out the door. I'm like, bah, don't got time for you. And that can be okay, but that cannot be something that's long-term. 
If something happens that is just going to be shifting your schedule for a while, pivot your writing time. Your story matters, my friends. Your story matters and it deserves to be written and it deserves to be shared. And like I said, next week I'll be talking more about setting up your writing time. So if you're kind of like, oh, I don't even have writing time, wait till next week and I have the episode for you. And that's it, my friends. That's how we set up our publishing calendar for the year. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I'll catch you guys next time.